Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I'm Congressman Matt Gates. I'm speaking to you from an auditorium emptier than Joe Biden's daily schedule. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. C, Senior. Oh, you know what it is. Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound here on Little Wednesday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Tim Scott, R.S.C. But what? the R doesn't stand for Republican, it stands for Rockstar. And, and why is he our general manager? I uh, gave a great speech at the uh, Republican Zoom call last night, all about opportunity, for, particularly for uh, black folks and this great country. And it was just, it was, it was terrific. It was stirring. I so like that guy. That's, uh, that's nice. I uh, wish these uh, things had any effect on anything, and it would be meaningful. If anybody but the choir was listening to the uh, yeah the various convention sermons, yeah, anybody? I heard uh, I uh, took in quite a bit of coverage from the lamestream media, and nobody even mentioned that he was there, <laughs> much less that he delivered a, a stem winder, as they say. Anybody ride the elevators today? They're, I did. They're funky. Yeah, yeah. Mine stopped at every floor, and I thought maybe this is going to be my. Hmm. My dream, I've always dreamed of getting stuck in an elevator. I only had one additional stop, but it did open on the ground floor without me pressing the button. Yeah, that's weird. I got into the very empty elevator. The, the whole building's empty. It's a ghost town, especially when we get here. Uh, and uh, and the number three floor button was lit. So there, there was number two. Yeah, me too, Joe. Yeah, thing. okay. Yeah. Ghost elevators. Well, or, you know, generally you get that, then you plunge to your death. Do we suspect foul play? Yeah, that's the sort of thing that in it, like if I'm watching some Netflix series, well, that's weird, there's a button pressed already, you end up dead. Right, right. Or there's an invisible man about huh. who kills you, and you end up dead. Or you end up part of a drug cartel unwittingly. Or you plunge to your death. <laughs> uh Yeah. Um, so we talked about yesterday that guy in Hong Kong that seems to have gotten reinfected with coronavirus. Yeah, allegedly. Hong Kong's, you know, pretty modern. It's not like a, it's a, a report out of, well, China or Russia or something. Right. But um, so uh, the leading belief, and again, it's amazing that six months in, we, we're still wondering so much about this danged virus. The belief is that if you get a mild dose of it, you're not immune to it for very long. If you get a heavy dose of it, you know, you have longer immunity. So would that mean that all those asymptomatic cases across the country can get reinfected quite easily? Oh, that would be terrible if that turns out to be true. Yeah, yeah, it could be. If that turns out to be the case, it's going to be a... Well, and then, then I think we got to get to the vaccine. Or we're just never going to get past this. Mm-hmm. If all those, since the vast majority of people get mild to asymptomatic cases, if those people can get it again in a couple of months, we'll never get out of this unless we get a vaccine. I hope that doesn't turn out to be true. Yeah. That's yeah. the fear among the doctors with this guy in Hong Kong getting it again. 
Yeah, I just I am so mistrustful of these reports because it's there's so much fear porn about and has been now for months and months and months. And often these things turn out not to be so I hope or so. not to be the way they seem. I hope so. So I will not join you in your terror pornography. <laughs> now, we actually have haunted elevators, but that stuff I got to wait and see. Let's uh, kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? Uh, pretty good. I watched some of the convention last night, but apparently somebody pranked uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle because they said, you have to speak really loud. The microphones hardly work at all because she was just yelling. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I've heard about it. Yeah. Um, she gave an impassioned speech, I guess. Now, she's dating... Gavin, she's the former wife of Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. Now that, she's dating Donald Trump Jr.? Yeah, and she took a lot of shots at California, too, which was funny. Gotcha. Mm, probably a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> she's got some hair, and she's up on the TV right now. That is some hair. She could be one of those, uh, you know, hair model people talking about her shampoo that gives her bounce. And Oh, my shine. gosh. Look, look at that mane of hair. It's spectacular. Yeah. Boy, uh, they'd shave her in China and sell her hair. <laughs> oh, wow. boy. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and now I know for a fact that I have eaten a lot of spaghetti in the last couple weeks uh, since you have gifted me with that 10-pound box of spaghetti. <laughs> I gave Sean 10 pounds of spaghetti since we went gluten-free. But the only way that I know that I have eaten spaghetti is the fact that my sauce reserves have gone down, because I swear I look at the box and not a, none of it's gone. It's a magic box. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just a, a joke box. It's like one of those birthday candles. Yeah. You, you take spaghetti out of it, it'll just replace it automatically. It's like, no, just kidding. You can never get rid of the spaghetti. You will just <laughs> eat it for the rest of your life, which I'm fine with. I have no problems yeah. with that, but it is it is humbling to try to be, oh, man, I've I've had a lot of spaghetti. And then I look at the box, and I say, that's still so much. Well, 10 pounds is a lot of spaghetti <laughs> for one man to eat. Well, just you, you're looking at it backward. you got to look at it as a never-ending spaghetti fountain. You know, and, and just enjoy it. God, I'd eat a plate of spaghetti right now if it was in front of me. Oh, yeah. That sounds yeah. fantastic. Piping hot with sauce. Ooh. Meat in it. Oh. Where can I get that? I got to get on Italian Italian restaurant. <laughs> Chateau Relaxo, not too far away. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, August 25th of the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here's the, the show starting at Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Oh, that's right. She's in an empty room. Not for me, it hasn't. I've peaked. <laughs> I know it. That was Kimberly Guilfoyle yelling? Yes, yes. it was. So, hey, boy, that was the voice of somebody hoping maybe to run for office. She was just trying on the whole uh, stirring orator thing for size. It, it's, that's for, tough in an empty room. For me, it had the ROE that, that reeked of effort. She was uh, she was trying a little too much. Well, I'll tell you what. I thought Nikki Haley was awesome. I thought Tim Scott was just freaking incredible. If those two were on the ticket, I don't see how they would lose. If it was a Tim Scott, Nikki Haley ticket, either one of them at the top, I don't see how they could possibly lose. They're from the same state, Jack, and there's a constitutional wrinkle to that, which is only mildly interesting, and I could bore you with it coming up if you like. Unless no, Tim Scott <laughs> unless Tim Scott either doesn't want to be president, which very well could be true, or has got some crazy skeleton in his closet we don't know about, I don't see how he's not president of the United States. At some point. He is an impressive guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've, been, I've been touting him for months now, months and months. I just I admire him a great deal. I find him very... Uh, here's the best thing I can say about him. And I said this the other day. You probably remember this on the show. I said, I'm afraid he's too good a man 
to make it to the presidency. Could be. Every Trump supporter I personally know would vote for that guy. Oh, Which, yeah. of course, runs counter to the narrative that Trump is such an evil racist and all Trump supporters are racist. Every Trump supporter I know wouldn't give a crap. I, I personally don't care if every president for the rest of my life is black or brown. I don't care at all if, they sound, if they sound like Tim Scott. Bring it. Talking about starting businesses and that's the best way to lift people out of poverty and all that sort no, of stuff. No, that no, fantastic. no. You keep them on the government plantation, Tim. It's We've been trying it for 70 years, but it'll work soon. And that was, that, was a, that, was a, that was a heck of a speech. Too bad nobody watches these things and it'll have no effect, but, you know. Well, it could, uh, you know, raise his profile within the party. Yeah, that's what happened I would with hope. Barack Obama. Sure. Not to pick another black man on purpose, but that's, uh, that's the way it works sometimes. Yeah, that was a notable example of a guy, you know, knocking it out of the park and people taking notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's the bag of mail look? It's, it's bursting at the seams. Just uh, insight, outrage, humor. <laughs> I like the way your voice uh, matched those words. That what? Was, that was really some serious acting right nah, there. Nah, uh, our text line is 415. Oh, four one five. We'll play you highlights from all that stuff we were talking about. 415-295-KFTC. Oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have you seen the meme? Guy walks into a bar and says, I'll take a Corona and two hurricanes. Bartender says, that'll be 2020. Hmm. Huh? Hmm. Humor. Gallows humor. Not gallows humor. Humor to get us through these difficult times. I appreciate that. Nice try. I didn't laugh, but I'm laughing inside. I just can't tell. (laughs) Uh, buy me some time here, would you? I totally forgot to get our freedom-loving quote of the day ready. We will... Um, oh, there it is. Yes? Run through a little <laughs> what happened at the convention last night. Not that I uh, think they have any uh, importance whatsoever. I just think the strategy is kind of interesting. So, And Trump was on there. Yeah. In the past is, well, there's a couple of things that have never happened before, and it doesn't matter because these things don't matter and haven't mattered for decades. So, <laughs> so uh, more on that later. Mailbag! He's a nihilist, dude. He's a nihilist? I'm a nihilist. I hate yeah. nihilists. Freedom Loving Quote of the Day this morning from Milton Friedman. Underlying most arguments against the free market is a lack of belief in freedom itself. The world will be much better if it lets me manage it. And tell you how to spend your money, what to do with your property, how to handle your employees. Then we will usher in a utopia! So we were talking about Steve Bannon's mugshot yesterday, and Jack, you read several uh, late-night comics jokes, and one of them uh, was essentially that he looks like the guy selling exotic reptiles on Venice Beach. <laughs> Got this note from uh, from Rob uh, that mentions that Seth Meyers joke. I went to school with this guy who's since developed an interest in exotic reptiles. A couple of loose cobras in his neighborhood subdivision got the attention of some uh, uh, nosy neighbors. Come on, man, they're just cobras. I don't know if he's ever sold his reptiles on the Venice Beach boardwalk, but a quick comparison of his and Bannon's, bug- Bannon's mugshots, pretty damning circumstantial evidence. This is from the L.A. Times. Sure enough, here's the guy he went to high school with and Steve Bannon. Take a look at that. If somebody said these two brothers were arrested, I'd say, oh, okay. 
selling reptiles on they the look Venice like Brothers. Oh my God! Why is there a look? Seth Meyers nailed it. Why is there a look to so many people? I mean, you could even have the same haircut. You could look at there are certain occupations, certain cars. You can think, oh, I, who's driving that car falls within a range of this. Sure, of look, I mean, it's just it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we all like to think we're just one hundred percent individuals. There's just one of me among the eight billion people on Earth. But as they uh, as they say, if you're one in a million in China, there are fourteen hundred of you. <laughs> <coughs> Moving along, let's see. This is uh, Stan. I listened to Atlas Shrugged on audio over the weekend. I read it in high school, but it didn't really impact me then. Considering it was written in 1957, all I can say is, holy blank, look where we're headed. The Fair Share Act, riders demanding fair share from the rich. You are not entitled to your own invention because it belongs to the public, a.k.a. you didn't build that. Wow. Hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, I may have to take another crack at Atlas Shrugged. I, I got to admit, I've never made it through that, which I realize is horrifying to uh, Tim the lawyer. Yeah. I, I, I Is there like a condensed version? I'm a very busy guy, and it's a very thick book. Has, has it been uh, summarized in like an hour television show that includes a joke here and there? <laughs> oh, boy. Can we just get to the part where Atlas shrugs and then go from there? <laughs> uh, Twisted Boomer Mama has a couple of thoughts. Number one, is no one worried that Bernie will eventually become vice president when Kamala becomes president? Well, if old Joe what? kicks it, huh? she gets to appoint somebody. Is that the way it works? I don't even oh, remember. Yeah. yeah. Does the Senate have to approve? I think the Senate might have to approve the mm. choice. Um, yeah, you'd think I'd know that because it's probably going to happen, but, uh, yeah, I suppose that's possible, but, uh, and then she asks, um, it's not going to be Biden if that happens. No. Or I'm sorry, no, we're not going to no. be Bernie. No. Bernard Sanders. You don't think so? What a no. huge sop to the left wing of the party. I don't think Kamala cares about that. Kamala. How yeah. did I say it? Racist! Racist! Uh, moving along. Uh, I'm still asking if uh, you guys and others can start saying black lives count rather than matter so we can start to differentiate from the Marxist group. Yeah, black lives count, black lives are important, black lives are precious, whatever. Just don't echo the name of the Marxist group. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what to say. Say whatever you want. Uh, Moving along, Brian, Jack, Joe, quick thought. If you're not anti-racist and that makes you racist, if you're not actively anti-pedophilia, are you a pedophile? If you're not anti-baby seal clubbing, are you in favor of clubbing baby seals? Goes on and on. Thanks for making my mornings a little better. You're welcome, Brian. Thanks for writing a note. Or whatever time of day you listen. Sure. Sure. Or who are we to tell you what time of day we improve? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling very libertarian this morning. Uh, if we see. improve your evenings, that's perfectly okay. Uh, Ron writes, uh, we were discussing yesterday a 26-year-old radio professional in uh, what uh, Cleveland, I believe. Good morning, yeah. Who was uh, cutting promos, as we say, those little recorded... Traffic and weather together. Uh. I, d- I don't know that he does traffic or weather, much less together, but uh, he was cutting little promos for a Cincinnati Reds game, and he, he said that Kamala Harris was the first colored vice presidential candidate, not knowing at his tender age of 26 that that's like an old-timey term that some consider insulting. Now, of course, he immediately said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. Uh, sorry, I, I'll, I'll not do it again. But they had to fire him 
because there's no forgiveness, there's no learning, there is only blood in cancel culture. Well, he was taken on by the uh, the, the pressure on the business was from the NAACP, which is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Yes. Which is obviously somewhat ironic. Somewhat. Anyway, Ron writes, a uh, black listener here, listening to you, uh, well, he describes it, uh, I did not get upset or angry or offended at his use of the word as a black man. I actually laughed at the irony that an organization that uses colored in their own name, the NAACP, would then condemn this young man for his innocent use of the word. They're so offended by the use of the word, not cha- why not change it in their own organization? That might hurt their fundraising, Ron, obviously. It, it really does bother me, the savagery of this time, that uh, maybe this is the best way to think about it, um, that the person who... I don't know, their, their, their car is parked on a hill and rolls away and kills somebody, is treated exactly the same as someone who plots, lies in wait, and commits a premeditated and brutal murder. That young man was executed professionally for an accident for which he immediately apologized. It's just so sickening. Um, do we have time for this? Yeah, Laura Logan tweeted this, and I thought I'd, I'd mention it in Mailbag. Uh, the political establishment on the left and journalists together push the propaganda that Antifa is a far-right fantasy slash, slash myth. Obviously, that's a lie, but also effective in making many reporters avoid the story and preventing the country from having an honest conversation. Why would any journalist take this subject on when all you will get for it is attacked and smeared? Or totally ignored, like much of the reporting on Portland that you don't see all over the news. That's information warfare, and it works. Hmm. That's some good insight from Ms. Logan. We've not talked to for a while. She's gotten too big and now won't return our calls. Actually, I don't think we've called. I'm just projecting. I'm a little insecure. <laughs> She's a pretty girl. I'm assuming she'd reject me. <laughs> I have issues, all right? If you wanted to dance with her, she'd say, nah. Right. Why even ask? Why even ask? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Joe Biden and the Democrats are still blaming America first. Donald Trump has always put America first, and he has earned four more years as president. As Nikki Haley last night at the Republican convention, which even, uh, whatever, that's what they call it, the Republican convention, nobody's convening. But uh, even Wolf Blitzer said, I think it's fair to say this first night of the Republican convention has been sort of well-produced, very efficient. It did look very slick and well done. Yeah, we uh, got an email. I don't know what I've done with it around here somewhere, but uh, said that the Republican convention to the Democrat effort was like Disneyland to a county fair. It's much more impressive. I actually heard it. I didn't see it. So it was wasted on me. No, it looked sharp. Um, mm. it, I don't know why it just did. It, it looked well put together. I saw Kim Guilfoyle's hair. I don't know if it's Trump coming out of the world of television and I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, but, uh, the highlight of the night, according to pretty much everyone was the, uh, the best is yet to come. Oh, 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 oh boy. Oh boy. Kimberly Guilfoyle screaming at us. But, uh, the highlight of the night was Tim Scott. He's a, a black man who has been a congressman and a senator. It's the first time anybody, anybody black has ever done that. I didn't realize that. Mm, I didn't know that either. 
Um, which I think he mentions in the story here. Uh, he is the senator from South Carolina, and he will be president of the United States someday if he decides he wants to be. Here's a little of him. My grandfather's 99th birthday would have been tomorrow. Growing up, he had to cross the street if a white person was coming. He suffered the indignity of being forced out of school as a third grader to pick cotton, and he never learned to read or write. Yet, he lived long enough to see his grandson become the first African-American to be elected to both the United States House and the United States Senate in the history of this country. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better than the last. There are millions of families just like mine all across this nation, full of potential, seeking to live the American dream. And I'm here tonight to tell you that supporting the Republican ticket gives you the best chance of making that dream a reality. There you go. They had a lot of heavy hitter black speakers last night. I'm sure that was by design. Uh, That's funny. Nobody reported that. I don't know if you saw Herschel Walker early in the evening, uh, former NFL uh, football player, Heisman Trophy winner. Said, he, I've known Donald Trump for 34 years. He's no racist. And uh, went through a laundry list of things uh, about the country. That was just fantastic. A black Democrat uh, congressman? Mayor? What was he? What is he? Um, uh, speaking on why he's uh, voting for uh, Donald Trump. <clears throat> and then, of course, that woman we highlighted. I should know the names of all these people. Although, I'm not sure it makes any difference. <laughs> um uh, that woman that we played her ad that's running in uh, Maryland, in Baltimore. Kim Klasik, yeah. yeah, she's mm-hmm. fantastic, and her speech was really good. Yeah, terrific. Well, it was a good start. I, I don't I thought, know how much this stuff matters, like oh, you I, say. but I don't, I don't think it probably matters much. Although it does get people fired up. I, I got to say, I was surprised. I, I expected it to be train wrecky-ish and mockable-ish. I really did. Really? Yeah. You cynical man. Your heart brimming with hate. <laughs> Is that what it is? Why so bitter? I thought Trump sitting in a room with the guys that he and I think it was all guys that he had uh, that had been held prisoners in various countries around the world that they had gotten loose and him interviewing them and talking to them. I thought that was really good. Yeah, I got to go back and And, watch that. And the sort of thing that Trump can do because he's a TV talk show host. I mean, he's done that sort of thing for a living. It was like him sitting around the boardroom on The Apprentice, you know, trying to bring the story out of Dennis Rodman. How was your lemonade stand going? Exactly. He's, <laughs> he's experienced in that sort of thing. <laughs> Meatloaf, you came up with a new idea for a stapler. Tell us about their yeah. progress. Yeah. <laughs> but then I threw it at Gary Busey. Ah. Uh, yeah. Not, so a good good start, good momentum. I'm not sure anybody any votes will be changed by either one of these conventions, but no, no, and it's a shame. It's, it's a turnout game. That might be part of it. Well, right, and everybody's a little tired of the incumbent. Always. And and Trump can be a tad tiring. What? Um, especially when y- the news coverage is relentlessly negative. And last night, I think, went a long way toward reminding a lot of people, yeah, he's tough to take sometimes, but... Boy, this is going well. That was going fabulously until the uh, the COVID hit. 
Um, you know, he did rescue all those people from the well, Tim Scott, he's he know he knows Donald Trump's not a racist. That whole narrative is bunk. That's right. Okay, wait a minute. I've been a little bruised. I've been pushed a little into a corner. I've been I'm on my heels a little bit over here, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe 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 I do have some friends. So I think it will help with turnout and enthusiasm. Got Tim Scott's stuff about uh, you know, he's failing in school, uh, his parents got divorced and he thought football was the only way to, to have a future and was mm-hmm. super into that and he was failing all his various classes. And then he meets this guy who's the owner of a Chick-fil-A who uh who sees a spark in young Tim Scott and kind of teaches him the way of business and then Tim Scott realizes that oh hey business one one I can make money and two I can help other people make money and what businesses can do for small towns and stuff it's just freaking fantastic yeah, stuff a mentor so and, important and so anti you didn't build that yeah i mean just it was so great and the idea that no a, a government pro- if you're down and out a government program is going to help you not some businessman who runs of all things at the evil chick-fil-a that could never help anybody especially a black man no a government program is what you need right i just thought the that government was program so good permanently yeah it was terrific we got to run more of that speech it was it was terrific speaking of uh really good businesses Simply Safe uh, is the best overall home security system for 2020, according to the U.S. News and World Report, and I get why. It's got the arsenal of sensors and cameras, blankets, every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home and your need, but no long contracts, no messy, in- expensive install. It's all the good stuff, none of the bad. About $15 a month, which you can afford. It's not too complicated to use, which is what hurts a lot of home security systems. You just decide, I don't want to go through all the menus in the 20 minutes to set this thing up tonight. I'm just going to bed. Um, And you set it up yourself in under an hour. Nobody's coming to your house. That's just awesome. And with a 60-day risk-free trial, there's nothing to lose. Right. So you just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. It's S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, so they know we sent you. Free shipping, 60-day, risk-free trial. Nothing to lose. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You know, one thing I thought while I was watching the convention, I thought, comparing it to last week, uh, just uh, advertising works. That's why, you know, that's how I make a living. That's how I make my house payment is Uh that there's advertisements on these radio stations and advertisement works because, you know, you hear, a, and I've no, I noticed this since when I was a kid when I'd watch these conventions. Why was I watching these conventions as a kid? Strange little fella. That's not a normal thing to do. No. Go out there, get a, but, get a fire truck and play with it. You know, you watch one and you think, well, clearly this uh, side is everything that is right and good in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it goes without saying. I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine what the other side is going to say next week because this is just, uh, they've been devastated. <laughs> and then you see, you see the next one and they go, oh, wait, wait a second. This is close. And so it just shows advertising works. If you get a message presented in the right way and hear it enough times, it convinces you of something. It just does. Now, did the uh, Republican Party treat the Zoom call like a rock and roll album and have a super strong track to lead it off? And then tonight will be, I don't know, maybe a lesser song. or I'd, uh, They front-loaded it. I mean, Tim Scott just killed it. He, he's like a uh, the grand finale guy. So I'm curious to see what else... Uh, happens this week. Could be Melania is speaking tonight, so I'm like, oh, God. she's not the headliner. She, she's she's getting most of the attention. I don't know that she's the headliner. She may well be. I had the list. whole first lady thing is kind of a sore point around here to new listeners of the show. They're they're fine, and if they want to start a charitable cause or whatever, and use if you their, want a royal family, fine. move to a monarchy. I don't want a royal family. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing's so grossly overrated. 
What do I care what his old lady thinks? Or if there's a woman president, what her husband lady, is doing? Lady, lady, lady. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Vice President. It's just so overrated. I, well, you're right. Who's the headliner for tonight? we got to have a list in here. Of, i got to have a list at my uh, fingertips. Pam Bondi, um, just going over. We saw her live last yes. time around. Uh, yes. Rand Paul. Rand ah, Paul's, Rand Paul's toward Man. the top, yeah. Alex Baldwick. No, I don't think <laughs> Alex he's speaking. Is not speaking. No, that's a mistake. <laughs> That's why we need the list. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, like I said. All right. So listen, there were a, bu- a bunch of things I said yesterday we were going to get to in the show and didn't. There was just so much to talk about. It got pushed aside. But I really want to pee off, pay off. Sorry. What? <laughs> wow. Uh, we can't what? do that. <laughs> I really want. You having a good time, Joe? <laughs> I wanna... Oh, my God. This is the classic Example of reading while I'm talking. I really <laughs> want to. a fact. I, thank you. I really want to pay off what was going on at the Chinese consulate in Houston. If you want to have a pee off, I'm up for it. <laughs> oh, boy. I want to pay off what's going on with angry, radicalized young women. Okay. Why are women so often the most vicious adherents to uh, to radical causes? And, and, uh, and, and also... The Jacksonville gas station owner who's publicly asking people to stop microwaving their pee. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, we uh, got to touch on Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is on fire last night. That's funny. I listened to NPR for quite a while this morning. They reported on Kenosha, never mentioned the violence. Oh, you got to be kidding. Never mentioned the, the destruction and the looting. You got to be kidding. Like it didn't happen. Entire businesses were burnt down. The whole thing. Didn't mention it. Protesters. Wow, that is really something. I know. People, good American people who are trying to be informed are just savagely misinformed. No, if you tune in this morning and your and your story out of Kenosha, Wisconsin doesn't include that furniture store burning to the ground, yeah, among it. other things, what is the point? Right. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's malpractice. Yep. Yep. All right, more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. We do have to talk, maybe we'll kick off next hour, talking about Kenosha, Wisconsin. There was another shooting uh, where police shot a guy, and uh, the, the, the town explodes, and uh, fires last night, and buildings burnt down, and all that sort of stuff, and it plays into a lot of the theme during the convention this week, that cities are out of control, and the Dems don't care about that. They didn't mention it at all during the convention last week. So, uh, more on all that coming up. A couple of things you probably ought to know, some uh, more significant than others, but there is a report out on Radio Free Asia, which, um, well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It reports on Asian politics and governments and is anti the the communists, but they have an article out that the U.S. found out that Houston Chinese consulate that we closed down. Staff members at the consulate were conducting suspicious activities. Um, the Second Department of China's People Liber- People's Liberation Army, which is the PLA's intelligence unit, sent staff members um, with fake IDs to the consulate in Houston. Those technicians used a large video platform's back-end data to identify people who might participate in Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests, then created and sent them customized videos on how to organize riots and how to do how to promote them. 
The purpose was to weaponize big data technology. It delivered relevant materials precisely to those people who are most likely to participate in the protests, while other people cannot even find those videos. Um, uh, the uh, Radio Free Asia did not spell out the company names. A Twitter account said the technicians were from Huawei, and the video platform they used to identify candidates and push videos to was TikTok, but this has not been confirmed. So, wow. Doing big data analysis. This person watches BLM videos. Okay, we see that. Hmm. Let's push out Chinese propaganda to them and get them to take it into the streets. So that's what they were doing, allegedly. Donald Trump don't trust China. No, he shouldn't. This is obviously a bit of a lighter story, but a uh, South Jacksonville gas station owner is asking people not to warm their urine in his microwave anymore. We got sick and tired of people bringing their urine containers in, said Parul Paltel, owner of the On The Fly convenience store. Just random people walking in. Happens every day. They're not customers. They walk in off the street, microwave urine containers, then leave. The gas station is within walking distance of both a Quest Diagnostics Lab and a Lab Corp. Both do uh, drug testing services. I know two people that hire that are in a position to hire in the businesses they're in, and they say that's the hardest thing is getting anybody that'll pass the drug test. Mm. Come across qualified people and think, oh, this person will be great, and then they don't pass the drug test, Yeah, the P-test. I've heard that. I've also talked to more business owners even recently who said, we cannot find anybody to hire. It's just it can't be done. We try and we try and we try. We pay a good wage. I'd prefer experience, but we will train. Can't get anybody. Mm. Um, but unemployment is at uh, a record high for the last uh, decade, right? Odd. Uh, a few months ago, a woman was so combative, Patel decided to put his now infamous sign on the microwave. She started cussing at me. She said, well, where's the sign that says you can't use this for this kind of purpose? Well, if that's what you're asking me, then I'll put the sign saying this is for food use only and not to use with your urine or anything else. Well, I think it's reasonable that you only get to warm up things you purchased at my store. Right. Just in general. Whether well, it's she's urine so you or think a... you should start selling urine? <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean. Well, come on now. You think you need that argument for a lady who's warming somebody else's pee? That's right. Right. That's right. To pass a whiz quiz and then starts cussing out the owner of a convenience store. You think that little gal can be reasoned with? Ah, she was probably just having a bad day. I remember when <laughs> there's a there was a big story about people uh, buying uh, fake uh, units because the drug quiz givers were forced to watch you urinate. Now that's a what fun job if you can get it. Oh, Jiminy. Oh, I don't care what it pays. What do you do for a living? Well, I. Watch people whiz to make sure it's their urine. Monitor people. And you're also very likely to heat it up too much in the microwave, which is just as bad as a a warning sign to the test takers. You need to get to the hospital immediately. Your urine is clean, but it's boiling hot. You're 190 degrees. (laughs) So anyway, they had fake units, which then you would put somebody else's clean urine in. And then, you know, custom colors ordered, evidently, I don't know, it's like buying a, it's a fingernail polish. You got a whole palette of colors there. And so people go to these enormous Just lengths. like fingernail polish, yes. <laughs> or paint chips at the hardware store. <laughs> um, and it's just crazy. Why don't you just stop doing drugs? It's a lot less trouble. <laughs> ah, because you're an addict. And, I, you know, well, I, you're one, struggling well, with it. For that. one, it's legal in the state that I live in. And the reason that the job is doing it because they get a federal tax credit for operating in a quote-unquote drug-free environment. That's true. That's the, good point. the car dealership that I'm trying to apply to doesn't actually care that I smoke a joint on the weekend. 
They just want the federal uh, yeah. tax credit you, or whatever. You yeah. would think we could get around that if it's going to be legal in various states. Yes. We well, that, figure that, that out. The, I guarantee you that is not the policy in five years. No, of uh, course not. But why is it so slow? Well, well. Yeah. Because government is crappy at being government. Mm. Yeah, I, I wish there was a way for employers to say, no, these are the drugs I care about. Or, the, or don't be screen. stoned at work. If you're stoned at work, you're fired. Right. Yeah, you show up high, okay, you, you can't work here. But, yeah. you know, so, so very similar to drinking. Hey, I'm not have sure. you considered being good at your jobs? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to think this over, but if I'm hiring somebody, I'm not sure I care if you do meth on the weekend, as long as you're sober when you're at work. Eh. <laughs> Probably it's speaks a, it's to a, it's a lifestyle. A, precisely. It's a doorway to other activities. The likelihood that you're going to steal all the tools here. Where did the copper go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where was that shiny object I have on my desk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple of bonus pieces of mailbag. Do we have a second? Barely. Uh, Mark writes, I'm surprised you mentioned that the young man who's professionally hanged, drawn, and quartered uh, for having innocently referred to Kamala Harris as a colored person would have been perfectly PC if he'd referred to her as a person of color. Madness. It is madness. It's absolutely madness. But the idea is not that you follow the rules. It's that you don't, and they can then uh, make you their servant, as it were. You're on your heels. You're apologizing. And then this from Michael I thought this was bunk when I read it. Did you know that a COVID-19 sensor has been inserted into your phone? If you're using an iPhone, uh, go under settings, privacy, then health. It's there. It's not yet functional, but it's a COVID-19 tracker. If you have an Android phone, go under settings and look for Google settings. See if it's there. I did it. It's there. Really? Absolutely. There's a COVID-19 tracker on my phone. It will figure out. Where I have been, and if anybody who I've come in contact with reports, yep, I got the vid, it will alert me, hey, you're close to somebody who had the vid Tuesday from 3 to 3.15. What the heck? Didn't ask for it, but it's there. Armstrong and Getty.